champagne and our dill pickle chips <laughs> it is um it is new year's eve when we're recording this oh yeah <laughs> yeah we're <laughs> champagne and sprouts kettle dill pickle chips is our snack and finn tried to snag some just now Finn stuck his whole fucking head in the bag <laughs> <laughs> as you do yeah, those yeah. chips are really good i really like them we are not sponsored by Sprouts. No, not even a little. <laughs> oh, oh but those chips. Those well, chips are delicious. Hello. Hi. Happy almost New Year. <laughs> another year, another pile of shit. It's been a year. It has. Betty White Actually, died today. Yeah, that's sad. From like a global scale, it's been a hell of a year, yeah. but from like a, you know, a personal scale for you, it's been a pretty good year. Yeah, my career's blossoming right now my social life is just not even found <laughs> you don't have any intention to change that though, so it won't change <laughs> just kind of how it works my boss is now in this whole kick where she's like i'm gonna set you up with one of our family friends i was like please don't <laughs> you're like i'm actually i'm good thank not you about that life listen if he has a beach house okay mm. she says he makes money and i was like well hold on does he have a beach house <laughs> i don't know <laughs> I'll find out. <laughs> My fiance wants to know if you have a beach house. That conversation gets weird after that. <laughs> I was just thinking, I'm, I'm sure, you know, before we get too far into this, you're listening to Difficult Damsels. Oh, yeah. We're doing this for a purpose. <laughs> this is a podcast about badass women from history. Um, although not today. We're going to do a detour today. We're going to yeah. do a relaxed episode. Yes. Um, kind of chill out. Kind of chill out. We, we're going to try to get a few episodes in the bank again, hopefully. <laughs> records <laughs> yeah honestly <laughs> um because i have a a california trip coming up in january Hell um yeah. and i will not be able to do work while i'm out there yeah so oh. we are going to be recording this nice little relaxed episode today and you guys probably won't hear it for months <laughs> no i think this should be next oh okay i'm done <laughs> did you just burp on mic <laughs> Oh, this is a good sign. Oh, God. <laughs> no, because I figure... Um, What's your name? Oh, my name is Rachel. Cool. My name is Kat. <laughs> I've barely you touched my us. champagne, and this is our... <laughs> how, how much have you had to eat today? Not that much. You just say, go eat some carbs. I, I had <laughs> the um the egg snack. That's not carbs. But you it, need to... I had chips. It's fine. I, I'm, I'm fine right now. <laughs> yeah, I, I swear to drunk, I'm not gone. Guys. <laughs> Guys, you guys, you guys, listen, listen. I'm totally, I'm totally fine. Totally fine. Um, I can't even act. That's how sober you can tell I am. <laughs> Let's be honest. Um, oh man, it's freaking dill pickle chips with champagne. I'm gonna burp. You're not wrong. <laughs> I'm Rachel, anyway, and that's Cat. We already did that. I know we did. Oh. We didn't say your name though. Yeah, we did. Did we? Yeah, we did. <laughs> Well, anyway. Say my name until the cows come home. They say also already know name, us. Say my name, say my name. Sorry. <laughs> Not a great song. No. 
sorry if you're still listening to us. <laughs> Honestly. Um, it just gets weirder from here, guys. No, but I figure, um, I guess I'll do a little teaser for what I have come up with. <gasps> do it. Okay. Do you want okay. to do it now or at the end? I guess I can do it at the end. Well, you've already teased it now. Oh, okay. <laughs> so this is why I figure we release this next because I'm starting the person we're not going to, I'm not going to say who, you know who, because I told I you. I feel like we've already said it. I haven't said I'm doing it this time though. They know it's coming. They just oh, don't okay. know it's coming. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, it's going to be a multi-part and I don't want to split it up with this. I feel like it's going to be four. I'm guessing. Probably. I mean. If I had money, I'd put money down. I'm going to try not to. I'll put to. Finn in down. <laughs> really? <laughs> no, because you will you will make it three. <laughs> make it. And then you will steal him. I'll make it three that are like 20 pages long. You yeah, know. Um, we'll see. I, yeah. I will see. Yeah. But um, so well, I guess the teaser is <laughs> I want to do women of the 16th century. Hell yeah. So if you know anything about. It's quite a jump from Toyota, but. <laughs> it is. <laughs> like almost 2000. Yeah, years. it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> if you know anything about the 16th century, it's the height of the Renaissance. And there are quite, quite a bit of like powerful women entering the world stage. Indeed. So yeah. Um, I've got five plans. Really? Already? Mm-hmm. Right. Well, and they all kind of... Or the first least, one's Italian. What is she Italian? She is Italian. Okay. In a French court. So you probably know who that is now if you know Damn anything it, about history. giving it away! <laughs> but they all, they all kind of intersect in into each other's stories. Oh, except okay. for the fifth one, who's going to be our Sultana. Yes! Yeah. But... The Sultana you teased. Yeah, I, I even did like a little bit of preliminary research because I was like, how much info is there? There's a lot. Hell yeah. She had quite a life. Um, yes. That's better than not having enough information. You're like, how am I going to make this Well, work? it's a double-edged sword because if you have too much information. So the book I'm reading now, it gives me a lot of background on the political climate in Europe. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it's very interesting. And I'm getting details on the periphery characters as well, which is all very interesting. But I'm also like, but this doesn't relate to our person. You can't go down that rabbit hole just because it's interesting. Yes. And that's very hard. But so that's where I'm at now where I'm I'm reading quite a bit and I'm only maybe writing notes for like one or two things that are taking up like two sentences. So that helps. Okay. But we'll see. We'll um, see. Let's put Finn in on the table. No, because you'll cheat. I will not you cheat. You will cheat. <laughs> no. What if I, like, didn't cheat, though? What if I promised you? I'm a Virgo. I'm not doing this because I love this cat, and you are not getting him so that Allie can I'm eat a Virgo. Him. <laughs> so you know I'm not going to cheat you. I'm not actually going to gamble my child, Rachel. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, my gosh. You I... guys, my sister well, podcasting wife wants me to gamble away my child. You offered. You, I was kidding. <laughs> you can't do that. That's your own fault. Now you've learned a lesson. Do not kid with me. I mean, shit. <laughs> um, I, this is another random tangent, but I was taking p- pictures with Butters yesterday because he's just being super cute. He's always cute. But he also bit my head the other day. <laughs> uh, tell them why. <laughs> so, um, I was, I had done my workout for the day, so I was doing my meditation after, and I, like, I don't sit like you think of most people meditating. I'm, like, literally, like, sprawled out. Like, on the floor. floor. Like, hell yeah. Yeah. 
And he had the major zoomies kept running over me back and forth oh and was howling because he wanted attention. And I didn't give it to him because I was like, 10 minutes, How dare 10 you? minutes. How dare you? So he runs by and nips my head and then he's like, fuck you and runs away. <laughs> he's like, you will pay attention to me. Oh, so, God. Anyway. The kids, the kids do that to me. They run and at like three o'clock in the morning. They run on all on That's, me and over my chest. And I'm I just have like, experienced that. Oh, yeah, you did. <laughs> I did. I was like. She was not kidding. No, I wasn't. It's 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 awful. <laughs> that was during our last sleepover, which we have another one tonight. We do. Our relationship is progressing. It is. She's staying over my house, guys. <laughs> it's because again, New Year's. I don't want to. Yeah, you're not allowed to drive home. I just with don't. all the stupid people. Yeah. Anyway, oh. so yeah, this is going to be a relaxed episode. We kind of know what we're going to talk about, but there might be tangents. Yeah, there's there's definitely going to be tangents, and I don't know that we're going to get to all the things, but. I just have like a list of quotes. How are, you, how are we not going to get to all the things? I don't know. Do you we're going to talk about Dune because we're I obsessed sent this to with you. Dune. Like, there's a lot of. Oh, I got to get your coat. I mean, <laughs> we're yeah. going to talk about Dune, but we're also going to talk about just like our fantasy sci fi. It's been like the year of fantasy sci fi. It's been yeah. great. It's I hope awesome. it continues. I know. I'm, I'm happy that we get actual real sci fi that isn't like campy and childish mm-hmm. and stupid. Well, yeah, especially it's been like the decade of the superhero movie which some of them are great but i feel like we've been oversaturated too much yeah yeah so i'm really i'm hoping we get like a new era of hopefully fantasy and sci-fi it's time to put the marvel characters down (laughs) oh that sounds dark bed (laughs) i actually um i haven't seen it have you seen black widow yet I did. I actually really enjoyed that. But I watched it because Florence Pogue is in it. So, okay. It's been interesting. I finally saw... I actually saw, like, a fan video of all things. Mm-hmm. I had never been interested until I saw the fan video. I and Disney+. Plus. I, I the other, Rachel. <laughs> I might want to watch it. Okay, I'm down. <laughs> but, so, a lot of... I'm just going to say it. A lot of guys complained about the movie saying it wasn't that good and I don't know why she's asking for that much money. And based on what I saw in the fan video, I was like, oh... It's because it's a movie showing the exploitation of girls. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. of course, you think it's dumb. Yeah. Well, also, I love the whole evolution of Black Widow as a character. I mean, you, yeah. the first time you saw her, she was extremely, like, just, like, dressed like every guy's fantasy. And I'm like, but yeah. why? And, like, you can yeah. see the progression from as as the movies continue that, like, she they dress her more and more from down. And object to character. Yeah. It's yeah. great. <laughs> so yes, I would actually like to see it. I'm now very interested. I I admittedly got like swept up in the criticism and now I'm like I didn't even give it a fair chance yeah. and I feel I gross. I honestly don't care about criticisms for movies like I normally don't either and I don't know why that's something. Well, I we've talked about. It. I, I don't, don't watch a movie for who plays in it or who does anything. I watch a movie cuz I want to be entertained. You and I have talked about it. I don't yeah. think I've mentioned it on the podcast. I've never been a Scarlett Johansson fan. Like, there's something about her that always bugged me. That's fair. But there's a few films she's been in that I've actually really liked her. So it's just kind of... I th- she's one of those people who you either love her or you hate her. But now <laughs> I'm like, is that because of the directors? Probably. So now I'm like, I have to address my own internalized yeah. misogyny. Yeah. So it's always fun. It's, it's always weird. Fun. You got to reflect. Yeah, it. you do. You really do. So yeah, let's let's watch it. Okay. So this is not a podcast about cats or about Black Widow or Marvel or... Or a difficult damsel. <laughs> yeah. So we just saw Dune. How many times did you see it? I've seen it twice. I've seen it three times. I might watch it again because, <laughs> well, is it still on HBO Max? I don't know. 
I have no idea. I, oh, you know what? If it's still in theaters, I'm going to take my dad. Hell yeah. Yeah, because I, yeah. I know he'll love it. Yeah, he's love so it. good. I am a nerd, and I get it from my dad because he <laughs> I loves – sci-fi you get it from me (laughs) no you already had it didn't you yeah Yeah, i don't know i've always been obsessed i've i've always been obsessed with like vampires and supernatural beings and 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 those genres generally do utilize um various like world mythologies too so that kind of makes sense yeah i do i definitely my dad always used to give me so much crap like it was our like little joke he would always give me crap for loving vampires but then he would buy me all the vampire things <laughs> yeah your dad does that yeah <laughs> it's pretty cute but um no we, we really enjoyed the movie I, if you couldn't tell because we've seen it multiple times and then i read the book really quick as like you did in like yeah. what like a couple days and i then, think so yeah yeah you're finally getting to it <laughs> i'm finally well so what had happened so what happened, what had happened was <laughs> so i was intending to read it but for whatever reason, I picked up Fire and Blood, which is the Targaryen history. Yeah. It's like the first five kings of the Targaryen dynasty. And um, so pre-Game of Thrones, if you're a show person, ugh, no. Yeah. <laughs> or we won't uh, hold it against you. <laughs> or pre A Song of Ice and Fire. I An online friend had actually bought me the book a couple years ago. And I just, oh, yes. it, it picked it. It's a very hefty book mm-hmm. and it looks very intimidating. So I couldn't get into it. And for whatever reason, I picked it up. Started reading. That was just the time for you to read it. Yes, yeah. and I got sucked in. So this friend's probably not listening because we don't talk anymore. But wow, <laughs> yeah, it is what it is. Oh. Um, but um, we'll put it in the universe. Thank you to that friend because I finally <laughs> did read the book and I oh, yes. love, I love it. I truly love it. And yeah, I just, I got sucked in. Yeah. So I finally finished it, and then I was like, okay, time to pick up Dune. So I'm, I'm like fifty pages into this. It's so first good, book. like. It's very, it's very interesting because the movie, from a visual standpoint, almost has this minimalistic feel to it. I've learned more about the Bene Gesserit in 50 pages yeah. than I did in the film. Yeah, they didn't really go into who the Bene Gesserit Not were. You were just much. supposed to kind of know. <laughs> I don't. I don't even think you're supposed to know because I know there's going to be another movie now, so yeah. I'm sure it'll be. I hope so developed so i guess with that note we are going to talk about the books so there will be spoilers for the books yeah spoiler alerts for sure and i even though i haven't read all the books um i read spoilers online so i don't know that there will necessarily be spoilers but we are gonna there's gonna be spoilers paul has a sister so there's gonna be spoilers Uh, yeah well if you haven't watched the movie then you don't well, she's going to be kind of important. Yeah, she is. <laughs> she definitely is. <laughs> yeah. So there will there will be spoilers. So if you don't want any potential spoilers for like future films, um, you might not want to listen, but you might, you'll probably Book forget. It, like it. who cares? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Save it and listen later. <laughs> no, listen now. Yeah, listen now. <laughs> Unless you're like really anti-spoiler. I know there are some people like that. Maybe. Me. Are you really? Yeah. You don't like spoilers? Mm-hmm. No. You know, my ex-boyfriend um, used to not even like trailers. That's fair. Especially nowadays, they give the fucking films away in the well, trailers. Like, Sorry, that's really aggressive. <laughs> no, you're fine. <laughs> you were allowed to have an opinion. <laughs> it's okay. No, he wouldn't even watch, like, um, episode trailers. He would just... Didn't. Yeah, he wouldn't even watch an episode, like, hmm. next on blah, blah, blah. Oh, that's fair. 
is it? I mean, so if I, so for real, I know we joke about beach houses and (laughs) um, cat dragons. Um, (laughs) If I'm dating somebody, I need you to be able to at least watch trailers because yeah, I get trailers are really I excited trailers. about trailers. Yeah. That's how I get trailers into it. Trailers are like a whole different experience and they're fun. But it's I very... do love trailers, but I hate nowadays how that yeah, trailers kind do. of give everything away. And I was like, yeah. is there anything I missed? Like, <laughs> you kind of feel like you almost don't need to see the movie. That is a non-negotiable. You must be into split now. <laughs> My friends are pretty split down the middle. Like, um, I was watching Wheel of Time with Mandy and mm-hmm. Whitney. And they kept asking questions, and I was like, "Do you want the answers? Yeah, I will give them to you." No, so. no. I Brenda and I, Brenda's like, we became friends because we read the same shit. Yeah, and um, <laughs> she is that person who will like read ahead, or she'll like yeah. go online and look it yes. up, and it drives me fucking crazy. So she and I are the same. And she asks me questions all the time. I was like, I'm not gonna ruin it. Like for me personally, like mm-hmm. I want to feel what the character's feeling when the character feels it. I don't want to know what's gonna happen. Like I want to be just as surprised as the character. So for me, it, it and it really does depend because there are sometimes. Like, I remember when the Wheel of Time, the last few episodes were coming out. Friends were able to see it before me, and I was mm-hmm. like, "Don't say anything because yeah. I can't tell what they're doing now." Um, I was completely disappointed by the ending. By oh, the really? Way. Yeah. Aw, that's lame. Did you like it? I mean, I liked it, but I've not. I've never you have read re- the books. Yeah, so. I was. I've noticed a lot of people who haven't read the books are into it. For me, even I don't know. It felt <laughs> anticlimactic to me. No, it was definitely anticlimactic. Yeah. But yeah, my friends did not like it. I don't think they're yeah. gonna watch. Aww. I don't yeah. understand. I, I cannot do that. I can't not watch they're, they're not. They're not book readers either. They just didn't like the show. They oh, didn't think it was very good. But um, very interesting to see I mean, different people's fairness, reactions. It, it, there were moments when it wasn't it's wasn't not. Great. It wasn't very cohesive. Yeah. I was like, your pacing is, especially yeah. towards the end, like what? Yeah. Anyway, this no. is not a Wheel of Time episode. No, that's fine. It's, it's whatever it needs to be episode. True. <laughs> but um, spoilers, yeah. Like people seem to be drawn down the middle, either they're for them or against yeah. them. I, I think, I think it also depends too on if I really have like an emotional attachment to the whatever it is, the movie or the series or whatever. Um, if I don't have like the Marvel movies, I knew what was going to happen because I, I mean, you couldn't avoid it. Yeah. <laughs> so I think for me, usually the way it works is. I was completely spoiled on um, A Song of Ice and Fire after like season one of Game of Thrones. And that was just because I was like, who are these people? Yeah. Very interested. I want to learn about them. And in learning about them, I would like look up the wiki. Yeah. Um, New characters would pop up. So of course I'd be like, wait, this plot happens? And then it would just be this rabbit hole. You don't know. Um, I did that with Wheel of Time because I was just trying to understand you know, who the Ajas were and these new kingdoms would pop up and I'd be like, what, who is this? And then it would inevitably give me a major spoiler and I'd be like, shit, Shit. whatever. It didn't, it hasn't really colored my reading, but that's usually where my spoilers come from. Yeah. Dune especially because there's a lot of, because it is sci-fi, it's its own world. It has its own language. Yeah. And I had to look it up and be like, what does this even mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Well, since we're, since we're talking about Wheel of Time. <laughs> oh, we're doing Wheel I'll, of Time? I'll just talk about, I just have one Wheel of Time quote that I really okay. liked. And then we kind of had an off mic conversation about it a while ago. I think, yeah. I want to have an on mic conversation about it. Okay. So the quote um, 
the little bit of background. You want to talk about the people? The Tuathodon? The way of yeah. belief people? Yeah. Um, they're the pacifists of Wheel of Time. Um, their whole thing is they don't engage in any sort of violence. Like at all. At all. Um, even for revenge. And for, say the quote, because the quote yeah. is beautiful and it was... Well, I just wanted like people to know who they were in case they didn't know. So they're basically the pacifists and she's talking to one of the characters where something happened to him. He's basically hell-bent on getting revenge for what happened. And the leader of the Tuatha, whatever they're called, because I always want to say Tuatha de Danon because it's Irish. It's Yeah, it's taken from that. Yeah. I think it's the, it's the Tuatha something. <clears throat> yeah. So it's what greater revenge against violence than peace? What greater revenge against death than life? And I love that quote. It's beautiful. By itself in a vacuum. Yeah. <laughs> because the reality is we just don't live in that world. Yeah. And especially in Wheel of Time, I'm like, you, you're you going to be killed. Yeah. And at some point, and there was a quote, it, it was on TikTok of all <laughs> places, but it was basically, I'm going to paraphrase this. It's, it's not the exact word for word, but it was like, if you are a pacifist, pacifist, um, you can be gentle, but gentle without a will to fight just means you're harmless. Yeah. Yeah. You can take take that path and be intentional in it. And there are plenty of times where like walking away from the fight is the harder thing. Yeah. It is like walking away from a heart, a fight is hard. It is yeah, the hardest you thing have you can to do. Pick and choose the fight. Your you battle. Yes. I'm not going to walk away Thank from you. you being in trouble and exactly. be like, oh, I'm a pacifist. I can't fight. Like, no, if someone's coming at you, I'm going to go at that. That's where I'm like, I don't agree with yeah. the way of belief um, in the long run from a like, John Lennon, Lennon? <laughs> from a John Lennon, imagine all the people yeah. sort of world. That is a beautiful world, but yeah. not enough people follow it. No, no. But I and um the actress who says the quote in She's the show awesome. is um it's God. What is it, Marie Doyle? Sure, something. Sure. She's like this fantastic. I think she's Irish. She's I very Irish. Wrong. Is it Irish? She's very she's- Irish. Which is funny because she played Catherine of Aragon in The Tudors. She, <laughs> she did! <laughs> yeah, she played the, the Spanish oh, queen. But she's a fantastic actress. Yeah, she's really good. I really like her. She's in a lot of things. She is. Stuff and things. She's a, yeah, which is why that scene was so good. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, her, her delivery of the scene. Maria Doyle Kennedy. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it was just a beautiful scene, too, because, I mean, this guy was so worked up and... All he could see was red, and she, and then that quote was just beautiful. My, <laughs> he, he, the dude, like no, no, um, nothing against the actor, but they definitely casted him because he looked the role, not because he could act. Oh yeah, no. My friend, <laughs> she was like, he has the charisma of, like, um dirt of cardboard yeah <laughs> i was like i know yeah and i was trying to like figure out like is this just because it's the character and the character doesn't get interesting until his two obnoxious love interests show up oh no because they're always two love interests with all the guys it's because women have to fight over men oh, God. that's why but one of, so both of them are interesting and i have like mixed feelings about his main love interests yeah and the other one who likes him, she's just like, basically, she reminds me of Cleopatra. Yeah. She knows about her sexuality. She uses it. And yes. she, but she's very antagonistic towards um, who will become his wife. 
and him, but she's also very good at what she does. She's she's one of my like favorite um, secondary characters, and I I hope they cast her because that that will be cool. The thing with Wheel of Time, the books, Mm -hmm. a lot of the interesting characters are not the main characters. They're they're like um, the people that they're Mm -hmm. close to, so the secondary characters. Interesting. Yeah. I wonder why that is. Because when it's very hard to like do a main character that's not obnoxious and annoying. True. And I will say, you calling my main character my how? You. Your main character is <laughs> very like, woe is me. Yes. <laughs> Understandably. She has reasons, but. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but that's that's the plight of a lot of main characters. And I yeah. think, I'm sure that's my own internalized bullshit too, because yeah. we all go through shit and we don't actually, I don't personally like reading about it because I'm like, I've already lived it and yeah. moved on from it. So if you want to change, you got to change yourself. Yeah. Like nobody's going to do it for you. I mean, that's fair. <laughs> that should be a point Which for she everyone. does. Yeah. So yeah. And she has help. She does. Yeah. She does indeed. <laughs> anyway. It's very attractive. <laughs> and it's very not like an actual therapist patient relationship, but I no, still love it's it. Not. <laughs> it's so good. Oh, um, <laughs> nobody's going to know what this is except for like maybe two people. Yeah. I don't know if they listen. I think like four people have read it so far. It's very, um, it's very dark. Yes, it is. And you're like, best written scenes are the really dark ones. I know. (laughs) Brenda, she read it. She goes, okay, it was amazing. First of all, I'm just saying, are you okay? She's like, are you fucking okay? I'm like, yeah, fine. Why? This is, it's so, like, I know, I knew you were okay. Yeah. And you know I'm okay usually, but every now and then, like, I have, you like, posted something about depression the other day, and I was like, are you okay? I know you'll tell me if you're not okay, but are you okay? But it, it's something you've posted in the past. It's, it yeah. was literally like a meme that was saying, hey. I post it all the time. I post that shit all the time. But you never see my Instagram, and now my Instagram's oh, okay. going to Facebook. That's why. Oh, I got you. It was basically a thing saying, like, um, depression is a disease. Yeah. And if you're still here, I'm proud of you. Yeah. And then I posted song lyrics, too. You I did. think that was part of it yeah <laughs> but i also find sad music beautiful yeah and uplifting the music part wasn't what concerned me i was just like okay she's talking about depression I'm like all right <laughs> she's gonna ask i am okay if my therapist is listening to this <laughs> i did tell her about the podcast so <gasps> i don't know <laughs> i don't know if she actually was um ever listened i've listened to some of the earlier episodes before i went to therapy and i was like oh boy yeah <laughs> some of my opinions <laughs> It's interesting to self-reflect. That was all within a year. Yeah, I know. It's insane. So. This year has been like the longest and shortest year ever. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? I don't know. <laughs> but I'm okay. Yeah. I'm okay. actually like in a really good place. That's good. And I would like to hang on to this feeling of... Um, it's just a serene, calm, and acceptance of the things that have happened that can't be changed. And truly being happy with who I am right now. And I yeah. would like to keep that in the new year. Thanks. I'm so you. <laughs> it took a lot of hard work. No, yeah, that's, yeah. Anyway, let's get back to Dune. So Dune, Dune. let's talk about Dune. Ugh, let's talk about Dune. So the thing that I love most about this book is the, the spirituality throughout the whole book. The Fremen, mm-hmm. obviously are, they, their religion is the desert basically. And like, yeah. The maker and everything like that. You're going to have to explain out. that to me because I'm... Do you want me to ruin the book? 
It, I already kind of know some of it. It's, Do you it's, know why I, they're called makers? I don't mind spoilers. Okay, fine. So th- there it. will be spoilers. So here comes here comes spoilers. So the the way that spice happens is basically the sandworms like it's either they die or something, and spice comes from them. So they die, and spice. It's is... like something has to happen under the sand that like okay. attracts the. It's like something starts to rot, and then it attracts the a maker and then and the maker is the worms yeah okay yeah and then like i don't know how it happens like they didn't really go too into it for me so i knew from reading on the interwebs on the interwebs that they considered the worms to be their makers yeah and that you can they literally consider them their deities do based on what you've read do they actually come across as being deities or just something that the Fremen view them as being. They're... Are they actually supernatural things? They're just... I don't know if they're supernatural, but they're very involved in, like, everything that they do. So the way that they... um, They're revered. Yeah, they're revered. I don't know that they're deities so much. I kind of do, because I read spoilers. Yeah, I'm trying to look up to see. (laughs) I'm like, actually, they're gods. (laughs) They are the gods. They are the gods. Jesus. Spoiler alert. Oh my god. You can become one. <laughs> you can become one. So one of the quotes that it was probably one of my favorite scenes in the movie, like they did it fucking so beautifully, mm-hmm. was when the sandworm is eating the It's coming across the spice. Um No, it's eating the factory. Yeah, the spice factory, right? Yeah, yeah. And then Paul like just stops in the middle of nowhere. No, it's when they're up in the in the ornithopter. Okay. And they're hovering over, and you just see the the sandworm come up, and you just it, the sandworm makes that big giant fucking factory look like a fucking toy. Yes. And the music yeah. is fucking beautiful. It is. I think it's my favorite. And then um, what the fuck's her name? She was a she was a male in the books. Okay. The doctor, Doctor Kynes. Yes, kind. Okay. Um, I love that she's a woman in the yeah. movies. I think it. it she's I a, think it's better. She was a fantastic actress. She was an amazing like, actress. Truly. I'm in love with her. <laughs> but um, no, it was just like beautiful. And then so she, they're watching the the maker eat the giant factory made of metal, mm-hmm. and um, she recites, "Bless the maker and his water. Bless the coming and going of him. May his passage cleanse the world. May he keep the world for his people." Mm. it's just so beautiful it's like the cycle of life yeah he destroys and he creates exactly life comes from his destruction yeah. really because if that's where the spice comes yeah from. and it's Interesting. they um the difference between the fremen and the offworlders is the offworlders are terrified of worms yeah they're so scared of them and they're just this big evil people eating worm and you have you know oh my gosh but the fremen revere it they revere them but they're also like very much a part of their lives like the fremen wouldn't survive in the desert without worms yeah they use them for so much (laughs) well we're always afraid of things we don't understand yeah and from my limited understanding of the the series like the sandworms are integral to maintaining life in the desert right they are that's what it sounds like integral 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 (laughs) i've been i've been saying integral for 35 years (laughs) that's fair integral integral i don't don't like that i can't say it 
it's like integrated like it's an oh integrated the integral yeah. okay yeah, yeah wording is hard are we there now yes. <laughs> yeah i think those were my favorite scenes in the movie too just like when this freaking sandworm because <clears throat> let's be honest with ourselves if i saw that i'd pee my pants well no I'd be but like, like no, i'm done <laughs> I the, I haven't seen the previous movies or the miniseries. I know a lot of people have. But that it was a huge point of contention is how they did the sandworms. Yes. Well, yeah. because really stop to think about that. Mm-hmm. You're reading the book and you're like, I'm going to put this a giant fucking worm on the screen. Mm-hmm. That's very hard to adapt properly. Yeah. To make it look scary, but also make it look beautiful and be in awe of it yeah and again that's a credit to where cgi is now that's not only like what you're looking at that's the music when you're looking at it Mm -hmm. that's the noises that come out of it like when yeah um when paul and jessica had just run in from the desert and they just escaped the worm because someone put someone set off a thumper you know down the way yeah and the worm actually it's like the first time you see the worm come out of the ground and it talked right it does this weird like chuffing like (laughs) Yeah. Like Anya. Yeah, it's an Anya. We all it know is it. an Anya. It is. It's angry. Um, no, it just, it does this weird, like. But it acknowledged like, him. Yeah, it's like a yeah. weird chuffing, vibrating, like, deep noise. And yeah. it's like basically like, saying hi to Paul. <laughs> hi. Hi. <laughs> well, yeah, that's, and that's totally the vibe I got. Yeah. And it was it's the just vibe. amazing. Like, like, the way they 18? did it. And oh. then, and they also, like, speaking of, like, the Fremen using everything, they're mm-hmm. Chris Knives. Are a sand tooth or a sandworm tooth. Yes. That and I those got. knives, like the rules they have about those knives, like you cannot pull that knife unless you plan on drawing blood. You cannot, like, you cannot, t- no one else can touch that knife. If they touch the knife, it's no longer sacred and they have to do like this whole ritual to get. I it had back. just gotten to that in the book where she meets, um, where Lady Jessica meets um, the housekeeper. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like, I was trying to, I had to read it twice because yeah. it was basically, she was saying like, I have to draw blood with this now. Yeah. Like I cannot. She pulled it out. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. And you also can't take it off world, right? It has yeah, to stay no, they, on they, Arrakis. The Chris knife, like no off worlder has seen. That was the first time an off worlder had actually seen a Chris knife without dying. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It was, um, it was a big scene in the, in the movie, but like in the it books, was it was very like, yeah. it took pages. Yeah. Yeah. But okay. That makes sense. Yeah. But oh, another one that I love, speaking of the Bene Gesserit, you know, five hours back, <laughs> <laughs> they have a, a litany for fear. Yes. That's fear probably fear. the most famous quote for Dune. It's amazing. Let's hear it. So I liked when Jessica did it because she was so like scared and like the way that Rebecca Ferguson acted mm-hmm. that scene out, like probably made it for me. Like, had that scene not been acted out by her, I probably, like, I don't know if I would have. I probably would have loved it, but I wouldn't have been. You wouldn't have resonated with it as much. Let's hear it. All right. It's a long one. I apologize. (laughs) (laughs) I must not fear. Fear is the mind killer. Fear is the little death that brings total obliteration. I will face my fear. I will permit it to pass over me and through me. And when it has gone past, I will turn the inner eye to see its path. Where the fear has gone, there will be nothing. Only I will remain. Yes. Yes. I love it. (laughs) So I remember hearing that in the movie. Mm-hmm. She is fantastic. And then lately with um, a lot of the work in therapy I've been doing, I, I know I've mentioned it. It's really just you have to feel your feelings. Mm-hmm. And if you don't feel them, they don't go anywhere. Yeah, they hang out. 
Um, so it's literally like just sitting it with it. So when I read that again in the book, it mm-hmm. just it hit me so much harder because yeah. it's literally saying like you can't escape fear. No. You are going to be afraid. But you need to recognize it. Recognize it and let yourself feel it. Yeah. And you will actually move past it. And that's how emotions are. Yeah. If you let yourself and it's such a weird thing, like feel your feelings when people say it, they don't they don't fully understand and incorporate. No, I don't think anybody's properly said that to feel your feelings literally means identify where you're feeling it in your body. Yeah. Like for me, it's my solar plexus. Mm -hmm. And you literally, that's feeling your feelings. There's no words for it. Yeah. You're literally just sitting with it. And I think it's it's also beautiful because in a lot of books and movies and, and TV and even life, people think that fear is a weakness. Yes. People think that, you know... You can't be courageous and be afraid, but courage is. I have a quote. Loving that, like seeing that fear, recognizing that fear and doing the shit anyway. I have a quote. Okay. It is from A Song of Ice and Fire. Of course it is. It's from <laughs> the first book, A Game of Thrones. And it's it's after Ned, um, he executes the member of the Night's Watch mm-hmm. that had uh, run away. So literally like the first chapter. Oh, Wow. And Bran asks him, he says, can a man be brave if he's afraid? And Ned says, the only time a man can be brave if he's is if he's afraid. Yeah. Paraphrasing. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's literally what bravery is. It's like facing your yeah. fear. I also like yeah. litanies. I think mm-hmm. litanies, are, litanies are therapeutic, first of all. <laughs> litanies and mantras and yeah. things prayer. like that. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Very much you have to connect with yourself in order to feel that it has to be more than words. Yeah. And I think that's where I, I never really connected in church. Cause you never felt it. No. Yeah. And I, it felt so, I also like we've talked about authenticity mm-hmm. and I can't just sit there and pretend I'm yeah. like incapable of doing it. That's why I always I, feel like I'm going to spontaneously combust in a church. I swear. <laughs> like I, I don't I, feel that. I just, <laughs> it, it feels fake to me. Yeah. And I, Oh, it 100% is because they it. are all per Well, not all, a lot of the ones that I've had experience with, they're perfect in church on Sunday, but then you see them outside of church well, and they're l- awful people. Let's take the day out of it because in the end you can't, you don't know another person's heart. Yeah. So it's really, it comes down to you and how you feel. And I personally was never comfortable. It didn't feel real to me, but talked about nature. Other people, I see other people, like their reverence for whatever their religion. It could be Christianity. It could be Islam. It could be paganism. Seeing other people's reverence, I find to be incredibly beautiful. Oh, yeah. Regardless of how they are after church or whatever, that's not my business. Yeah. If you try to like tell me to be a certain way and I know you're not that then way. you've made it my business. <laughs> you haven't made it my business. I just don't respect you. Yeah, true. Very true. But yeah, like it really comes down to um, that's been a thing in therapy. I'm not going to judge other people for their thing, but I will own that I don't feel it in this avenue. Situation. Yeah, but I feel it over here. So yeah. that's what I'm going to turn my attention to. Yeah have another quote oh i so i read where that litany might have derived from okay so they the the theory is it derives from william shakespeare's julius caesar Mm. this quote a coward dies a thousand times before his death but the valiant taste of death but once 
It seems to me most strange that men should fear seeing that death, a necessary end, will come when it will come. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Shakespeare. Shakespeare, man. That gave me chills. He had it down. <laughs> well, that's another thing in Western culture. We are so afraid of death. We're afraid. We're so afraid of death. We don't talk about it. Yeah. That it makes it this big mystery, and it's that is the one equalizer, right? Yeah. Everybody in life is going to die, and yeah. you only have today guaranteed, and even then, so live your life. Yeah. 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 I got to do that. Don't be in fear of your death. (laughs) You know, there's a lot of people in my life who are going through various um, awakenings of work is not everything. And it's not. Like, please live your life. This life is so precious. Yeah. And at any time. So this is a perfect segue into the next quote. So the next one. Is it my quote? And I love. I don't know if it is. The next one. um, I love the way they. They did this and it was kind of one of his like weird like flashbacks but also he was actually seeing the future okay like a possible future yeah that didn't happen because obviously he killed the guy <laughs> we'll talk about it mm-hmm. but okay the mystery of life isn't a problem to solve but a reality to experience yes i just yes. came across that line uh, so i remember when you were first reading you sent me the line mm-hmm. you texted it um because that's what friends do yeah. who are like into books we text each other like <laughs> we text each lines. other quotes all the time yes <laughs> and I remember reading it and it was beautiful. Mm-hmm. It was but so good. Did you read it in the book? Yes, I came to it in the book and yeah. I wrote it down and I might get it tattooed. I will I'm totally debating. go with you. <laughs> I am debating. Because, <laughs> yeah, I really, literally, that's what religion is. Religion yeah. is trying to um, solve the mystery of life and, and death. And you can spend mm-hmm. all your days like we are you just can waste away talking your about life. it. By trying to figure out the mystery of life and or you completely can miss just it. Experience it and yeah. be yeah. yeah. It's such a good line. I think really I'm I don't line. know where I'm gonna get it. I'm actually thinking back spine area Dude, somewhere. Spine. Oh my god, that would hurt so bad. It would hurt so bad. <laughs> it <would> hurt so <laughs> bad. So yeah, it was I love that line. I finally I came to it and it I just went like Yeah. <sighs> okay, that's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, another quote that I really enjoyed was Deep in the human unconscious is a pervasive need for a logical universe that makes sense. But the mm-hmm. real universe is always one step beyond logic. That is such a, um, this past year, really again, therapy. Yeah. I've been so much in my head. I'm my, always. my therapist calls me mislogical. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> it, is. it is, but it's, it's really just like, you don't live life in your head. Yeah. That's a form of escapism mm-hmm. and a way to not feel your emotions. Yeah. So that's another thing where I'm just like, yeah, that hits. That, that, hits that resonates. That hits perfect. That, yeah. <laughs> this is a good one. The concept of progress acts as a protective mechanism to shield us from the terrors of the future. Yeah. That's, that's a, obviously, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but that's a running theme within these books is like, the fear of the future and the fear of death and well and in progress and yeah. the idea of going towards something better which um is something i i build my life yeah. on personally. i think if i understood the books correctly like what happened was humans progressed so much that they ended up like destroying themselves well on top of that um the stuff with paul again this is spoilers for 
what I've read online, <laughs> not in the books yet. But, um, and this is what makes it such a good series is if you just watch the movie, it really does come across as the white savior trope. Yeah. And that's the exact opposite. Yes. So really what the books are about is even if you have this Messiah figure who has the best intentions for the entire world, the moment you get followers, whatever your intentions are, are out the window. And you can see that in every single fabric of life with any kind of leader. And the whole Messiah thing, it was invented by the Bene Gesserit Mm -hmm. to welcome the Kwisat Saderach. Yeah. And what do they call him? The something Al-Gayib. There's there's literally different names for Messiah, which is relatable. But, (laughs) But that was the Bene Gesserit years in the past came decades and yeah, hundreds of years. Hundreds of years in the yeah. past came to um Arrakis and they plant essentially planted this idea of this these offworlders, you know, this mother and the and son. This messiah. And you yeah, know, he was gonna be the Messiah and he was gonna be your salvation and blah 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 blah. So the people there, after several generations of telling these stories over and over, it's a their new religion religion is born. Yeah. But the so but that's then the he, thing about Sorry, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, that's the thing about the Bene, uh, the Bene Gesserit. They don't just do this on Arrakis. They no. do it on literally every yeah. planet. They are underplaying and they're in politics and they're everywhere. Okay, so the interesting thing about Paul and Jessica is that they both know that he is not the Messiah. He's not the Kwisak Saderach. He's not the... He's on Al-Gaib or something like that. Um, that he's, the not, Fremen, he's not... He's not the dude that the Benny yeah. Chesserit are waiting for. But he is... We should talk about what is... they're waiting for. Why that's important. Okay. So basically, <laughs> what the Bene Chesserit are able to do is they are able to access their um, ancestral memories. Mm-hmm. But it's only female memories they're able to access. So this Messiah figure they are waiting for is male... And he is the special man. So they take a drug. They take a drug <laughs> to access those memories. Yeah. And every time a male has tried to take that drug, it's killed him. But basically, yes. So it's killed them. But the, the important thing here is they're not able to access the male memories. Yeah. It's all linked to like the chromosome. Yeah. And they're very big in, they, they're basically like, they play God in, a, in the way of... They pretty they, much play God. They match people together because they want this gene to stay alive. It's like eugenics. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's awful. Um, <laughs> so they, yeah, they, they mix various bloodlines to the ultimate goal is to create this... Yeah. And Jessica wanted her son, Paul, to be yeah. that. But they're like, it's too soon. Yeah. Yeah. So he is, he is something other and he does access to an extent, those memories, but it's very chaotic for him to do it. Um, and he doesn't need the drink to do it. But so he and Jessica both know that he is not, well, he does. And he tells Jessica, I'm not. So there's, there's a lot of contention. I'm not the what? What's it called? The, the Kwisat Saderach. Thank you. Um, Thank we. Thank we. (laughs) Thank we. (laughs) So Jessica actually, she believes strongly that he is, she wants him because she wants him to be it he is it for her and he actually they have actually like a really big argument and he's like i am not that i am something more um 
but they still play into that role Mm -hmm. with the Fremen because that's the only way the Fremen won't kill them. Yeah. Because the Fremen, their main focus is water. And when they meet Jessica and Paul, like they're like, you, the desert has given you to us for water. Like they think that the desert provided them. Because water is life. Yeah. And they break down the human body every time someone dies to take their water. And so they play into that, but then it almost starts to, they almost start to like believe it to an extent. Like Paul really becomes a Fremen mm-hmm. and like everyone wants him to be in charge. And it's just like this crazy thing. But this, this quote really, really plays into that whole, you know, if you're this great Messiah, you can't, you can't fall into play and in, into believing it like other people do. You can't, fall into that fanaticism because it will drive you crazy and you will you will you will become the thing you didn't want to be yeah and that's the whole thing too so paul the future paul sees he is the um what do they use the jihad i think is what they use Mm -hmm. um and a war starts in the atreides name because um, we saw some of that in the movie. He had the visions of yeah. that happening. Yeah. And everyone was like, Atreides, Atreides, yeah, Atreides. That's the, that's the jihad. Yeah. That's something Paul does not want to become. He doesn't want a war fought in his name. Yeah. That's why he freaks out in the tent. And so that yeah. whole thing, he's trying to find a way to follow the future that he does, where he doesn't become the he's jihad. He's trying to create his future. Yeah. Which is what the, um, what is the Bene Gesserit name for it? It's something Al-Gaib. <laughs> I can't remember. Well, yeah. So they, he has the ability basically um, to see different versions of the future that yeah. could be. Yeah. And he also has the ability to choose. Yeah. Which path. Yeah. And that's, like, that's kind of like, that's why men like go crazy with that. Like, and he, fi- he finds himself kind of slipping because he gets lost in that and the spice sensitivity. So the spice for whatever reason, like triggers that that site yeah um okay i can't remember what they called him and i really want to look it up so the quizats quizats is what the bene Gesserit call him but the fremen have a different name so his his name his fremen name is mod deeb mm-hmm. okay lisan al-gaib that's okay. what it's called okay do we know what that means is there a translation the voice from the outer world okay so they knew there was a name. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a title. So he's the Kwisatz Haderach to the Bene Gesserit. The Fremen have named him Lisan Al-Gayib, which is the voice from the outer world. Okay. And then um, that's it. There's nothing else. <laughs> I wanted to keep going. But this quote is really good. And this is what he says to himself. Uh, the person who experiences greatness must have a feeling for the myth he is in. And he must have a strong sense of the sardonic. The sardonic is all that permits him to move within himself. Without this quality, even occasional greatness will destroy a man. Ugh. Right? Yes. That reminds Beautiful. me of Ragnar's quote about how, like, like the corruption of power. Yeah. How it attracts the worst and it, like, corrupts the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, totally like, true. don't get caught up in your own myth. Yeah. Which, if you look in history, like, almost every prophet and every great king or leader always falls. falls to that trap yeah and can you can you even resist it's it no it one's takes... fault but their own well it <laughs> it's also just like the reality of the situation if you've got all of these people worshiping you yeah you're gonna you're gonna play into it you're gonna believe yeah. it yep 
You want to talk about the Bene Gesserit? Hi, that's my favorite part of the entire thing. <laughs> the witches. So you remember in that first scene. So the the scene where he's with the Reverend the Reverend, the Reverend Mother. Mother. Yeah. Um, and he puts his hand in the box. What's in the box? Um Thane. <laughs> um I am so sad that they didn't say this quote because this is beautiful. She, she kind that of like higher scene, they she, cut out a I lot. Know. So she kind of mentions it, but she doesn't go into the quote. Uh, the quote from the book is, so he has his hand in the trap and he's wondering why, why this is necessary. What does this do? So the Reverend Mother says, you've heard of animals chewing off a leg to escape a trap. There's an animal kind of trick. A human would remain in the trap, endure the pain, feigning death that he might kill the trapper and remove the threat to his kind. Mm-hmm. So animals instinctually go for chewing off the leg. It's me. Save I save myself. myself. Yeah. But humans are supposed to have that higher level of thinking where... Okay. I want to save other people. Someone, yes, yeah, someone has put this here. Yeah. I can get out of this, but I also want to get the person who put it here. Yeah. So that other people don't have to suffer. Yeah. As so I other people suffered. don't fall into this trap. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you decide to read the books, which um, I do highly recommend, the books start off with the scene with the Reverend Mother and Paul. That is what starts the series. So good. It is very good. It's a very good beginning. Like also, I, I like the I like the beauty of yes. They they really kind of in the movie the the most recent one they really bring it back to the people of Arrakis mm-hmm. like this is their story yeah because we can talk all about Messiah figures and saviors all we want but who are the people who are gonna suffer yeah so yes yeah but here's a good a good quote from the book that kind of talks about the Bene Gesserit because they're involved in politics but they're also they, they put those seeds of yes <laughs> of religion in there. When religion and politics travel in the same cart, the writers believe nothing can stand in their way. Their movements become headlong faster and faster and faster. They put aside all thoughts of obstacles and forget the precipice does not show itself to the man in a blind rush until it's too late. So basically they're saying Jasmine has a sock. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Jasmine is all about it. Hi, you don't have a sock. What's up? You stock it? You can throw up. That's fun. Oh, God. <laughs> that that quote is basically saying like if you if you put if you're so focused on all these things like you're not basically you're not looking up and ahead and you're not seeing that cliff that's right in front of you. You're so caught up in whatever is going on in your head that you're not experiencing the actual world around yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. You're Ugh. so busy trying to drive that cart where you want it to go, you don't know that the road God, is gone. God, this is just it. <laughs> It hits so hard. It does. Like I, uh, it like resonates with a lot of stuff I've been going through. Yeah. And really the piece, like the piece I talked about earlier was an understanding you can't control shit. No. You can't, you can only control how you, you react control, to things. Yeah, your reactions to the shit that's happening in your life. Yeah. Indeed. And Indeed. you find peace in that. Like the world is this beautiful fucked up place and all you can do is experience it. Yep. Indeed. <laughs> Who like, knew like, here at Difficult Damsels we would be giving you life lessons? Life lessons from us. <laughs> Therapy Treehouse is strong in this You're episode. welcome, and it's free. <laughs> it's free. <laughs> it's we'll one, start charging later. It's one form of therapy <laughs> that's free anyway. <laughs> this one hit really hard. It's shocking to find how many people do not believe they can learn and how many more believe learning to be difficult. You know what the even more shocking thing is? Hmm. There are people who could care less. Yeah. I've had that conversation yeah. with people where I'm like, they don't want to learn. If you did a modicum of research, blah, 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 you wouldn't 
feel this way, you would realize you were, you were doing something detrimental to you. And Mm -hmm. literally I've been told like, I'm not, that's too much work. Like you are hurting yourself. Yeah. Life is (laughs) living a good life is hard work. (sighs) Yeah. That on a fucking (laughs) t-shirt. That probably exists on a t-shirt. Probably. Life is hard work. Yeah. (laughs) All, all worthwhile things though are hard. Nothing, nothing worthwhile in life comes handed to you on a silver platter. Yeah, no. Like you're not gonna appreciate that. No. Unless you put the work in for it. Exactly. Exactly. Therapy treehouse. Therapy treehouse, just for you. <laughs> oh, here's a quote that I should have said earlier when we were talking about water yeah, and how the Fremen are very, very focused on water. Obviously, in the desert, water is a huge commodity. Water is survival. Without water, water is life. Die. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and this is why. Um, they want Paul and Jessica's water. Like, this explains it. But all the man's water ultimately belongs to his people, to his tribe. It's a necessity when you live near the Great Flat, which is beyond. It's like the the Great Flat is like the sandworms territory. Like, okay. they own it. And you have to pass the they Great Flat. They own it? Like, they yeah. have the deed? Yeah, they have the deed. They've got the sign. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but you have to pass the Great Flat in order to get to Fremen country. Yeah. Um, which that's is, what happens it, at the end of the movie, right? Yes. That's what they're crossing. That's where okay. they're headed. Yeah. All water is precious there. And the human body is composed of some 70% water by weight. A dead man surely no longer requires that water. God, if you really think about it, it's mm-hmm. true though. Yeah. So that's there. So when in the book, um, when Paul kills the one guy in that fight, they yeah. take his body with them and they go back to the siege, which is their little, hidey hole in the rocks okay um they and have like a machine where they extract his water i don't know how it happens they don't go in but they're they are taking whatever water they can from his body okay and that's Paul, kind of that's dark yeah but it also anything so the way that fight happened the rule is that it's a keep what you kill kind of a thing so yeah. paul gets whatever he owns so that guy had a wife and children Oh. So Paul can choose to marry the woman and have him her be his wife. Okay. Or he can take her on and have her be in his service. There are hard quotation marks around that. So it's kind of understood. If you're taking somebody's life, you're taking on, you're taking their on the responsibility. responsibility. Exactly. That is that's beautiful. Yes. Because otherwise she would be left destitute. Yeah. And it and it Paul, it, it's one of those like in your face, oh my gosh, this is really happening for mm-hmm. Paul because he's your really actions young. have consequences. Yeah, well, no, not even your actions have consequences, but it's the first time he's killed anyone. Yeah. And then he he it's he struggles to understand why they're doing that to his body. Mm-hmm. He thinks it's a it's a it's like sacrilege. He thinks it's it's terrible that they're basically dismantling this guy's body well, for their water. Let's be honest. It's not great. I would think the same thing too yeah. if I saw it. But the Fremen way of life is exactly that. Yeah. Your water is the tribe's water. So yeah. you, it, and that's another thing that he takes. If the guy owns any water, it's now Paul's water. They have water rings that they keep track of their water. Okay. And that like it's measurements and they have like this big pool of like shared water and you have your rings telling. That's dangerous. And he inadvertently hands his rings to Chani to hold on to. Chani is Zendaya's character. Yeah. And when you hand, when you give a woman your rings, your water rings, that's proposing. Oh. So Chani's like, the fuck? Are you offering <laughs> me your water? Yeah. <laughs> so, no, but like Chani, like, no, it's okay. a really good scene in the book. Because he, he's like, can you hold these for me? And Chani, like, her head automatically goes to um, the leader who I can't remember his name, but Javier Bardem plays him. Yeah. Um, 
And she kind of looks at him with like this bewildered look, like what the fuck? And he's like, he doesn't know our customs. You may hold on to it. You don't have to promise anything. Okay. And it is really, it's interesting. Yeah. It's just so interesting that the entire Fremen way of life is around water. Um, I will say this as well. Uh, if you read the books, because this is something I'm, I'm having to get used to. It's told in the third person. It is. And it jumps from character to character. Yeah. You don't you don't get any warning. You're suddenly it's Paul's thoughts and suddenly two two paragraphs later it's yeah. Jessica's. But there's a very like there's a very predominant transition. Like you you know that and not always. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm... <laughs> well not always. Oh. It's just it's very um I will say from a writing point of view and if you're reading it it's very unique. It is. That is not something normal. I loved the way the book flowed. I think it's, it flowed beautifully. Uh, it's not I'm yeah. not complaining. No, 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 I know. It's not a criticism. <laughs> it's just, it's weird. just um it's a credit to the original writer Frank Hebert Herbert um Hebert, I don't know. <laughs> it's a very different style of writing. So yeah. yeah, it really requires you to like pay attention. It does. So, I mean, I've yeah. never had a problem paying attention to books. I mean, <laughs> because yeah, I but... can't read without like immersing reading. yourself. Like I yeah. am in it to win it, <laughs> which is why it's so hard for me to like read on lunch and stuff. Gremlin. Because did you hear know. the mewing? No. Oh, <laughs> there's a ghost cat in my house now. Or Rachel is hearing cats in her. <laughs> Either <laughs> one. Both. <laughs> both is good. Okay. Yeah. No, it's, um, it's, it's very interesting. Not. I'm I'm very excited to get to that because I am nowhere yeah. near that right now. I have it's, I have just gotten to a racket. So it that is after that's right. So that's where the movie ended. Yes. No. I, I yeah. yeah. So it's pretty great. Yeah. Yeah. But that that's all the quotes I got. Do you okay. have anything you want to add? Um. <laughs> no. I think the my big takeaway for me personally was when I had seen it in theaters with one of my friends who, um, by the way, gave me the book I'm reading. Yeah. And um, thank you, Andrew. <laughs> I don't Hi, think Andrew. you're going to listen. But um, his The whole... fuck you mean Andrew doesn't listen? Do I have to go talk to Andrew? <laughs> yeah, you got you to gotta crack that lip. Um, <laughs> one of his cool things, and I think you'll love this, is he likes giving his old books that he's already <gasps> read to I friends. I love that. Yeah, so he gave me the book. I cannot surrender my books, so that'll never happen from no, me. No, that's his you thing. You may borrow them, he, <laughs> No, he likes giving his books away, and we, we'd we gone to see the movie. Um, hey, Andrew, now I'm offended because you haven't given me a book. I'm just saying. <laughs> He'll give you a book if yes. you say that. But he, um, we were looking for a doom book yeah. for him. He's like, no, I want one. Cause I gave you mine. Yeah. And it's mine's like one of the original covers. It's <gasps> not the movie cover. It's not the new one. I you're love seeing the movie tie in cover. <laughs> well, he doesn't. He's very oh. much a purist. Right. Yeah, so I was like, you can have mine. He's like, no, I, I gave you this book. I'll give you the back. No, <laughs> He's like, no, this is your book. I want you to read it. And I want oh. you to love it as I have loved it. But yeah, so he, he turned, I don't even remember where I was going with this, but he had, turned me on to the books and oh now I remember okay so <laughs> I'd I'd seen the movie for a second time with him mm -hmm. and um with another of our friends and I remember saying I was getting that white savior vibe mm -hmm. from the movie that was like my only complaint and he was like well yes book. and no read the book <laughs> yeah essentially he was yeah. like because when you read the book you realize it's truly a subversion of that trip. I really hope they go into that in the next movie. I feel like they will. I hope so. Because I really enjoyed that part of it. I really yeah. enjoyed that, like, he is not your stereotypical 
gonna save the White world savior. like yeah he well, is because it's literally like people in the desert who yeah. are gonna be um more olive skin yeah and this white this white aristocrat coming yeah. to save them the thing that i loved learning more about the series was that subversion of that trope because mm-hmm. it's evident in so many fantasy yeah books Daenerys yeah from a song of ice and fire slash game of thrones is the perfect example of the white savior trope. Yeah. She literally goes to like brown countries yeah. and is like, I can save you. I can save you. <laughs> um, but it's really great because the Fremen save Paul. Like without the Fremen, Paul and Jessica would have died. Yes, they save him. And and on top of that, I, I just love the idea of it doesn't matter what your intentions are. The moment you're elevated to this revered status almost as if you're a god Mm -hmm. you could have the best intentions in the world but your followers your intentions are gone yeah you get followers yeah and you see that happen and so often and there is a point in the book when he he has to figure out a way to circumvent certain situations because his followers want this to happen he's like i don't want this to happen yeah why don't don't do that in my name yeah 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 it's it's really it's great. it's very intelligent. It's not something. It's just not something you get in a lot of um, fiction, no. and that's it's my... a very deep, very very well written, beautiful book. Well, and that's what sci fi is supposed to be. Yeah. So when people say they don't like sci fi, you haven't read the right sci fi. <laughs> well, it's sci fi and fantasy. I think people get caught up in the sci fi as robots and yeah. space, and then fantasy is dragons and wizards but i'm like the true fantasy and the true sci-fi is deeper than that yeah it uses dragons it uses space worms it, it uses that to tell the story of humanity like and it uses it to tell the social stories mm-hmm. that we would otherwise avoid because they're too hard yeah and it it tells it in such a beautiful way and it's actually more real than some of the like non-fiction stuff we yeah. get yeah. It, it's deep. It requires because, you to think. Because it's not, there's no eggshell walking because you don't, you don't, you're not going to offend any one group or anything like that. Like, it's your story, but it's these people. Oh, like, I'm this sure fantasy. people were offended. People are always offended. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you don't have to walk on so many eggshells when you do fantasy versus when you do real Exactly. Life. Because it's just dragons yeah. and magic. You can slap us real hard, <laughs> but as long as there's a dragon in front of me, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> And that's what makes it that's what makes it beautiful because it really does end up in these amazing conversations where you're just discussing the meaning of life. Mm-hmm. That's what that's what sci-fi is supposed to do. Fantasy is supposed to distract you with dragons but tell you the story of like politics. Yeah. And tell you the story of classism. Yeah. Tell you the story of xenophobia. Yeah. Witcher is a perfect example of that. That yeah. is all about how the monsters aren't the monsters. Yeah. The monsters are the people. People create monstrous things so they can themselves hide their monstrosities. Yes. That's not the actual quote, but it's along those lines. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and and monstrous acts happening to other people create monstrous people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, now uh, that you Witcher brought up Witcher, two was so good. they had so many good lines. And I wrote this one before we run out of uh, recording. <laughs> I wrote this one because I loved it. This is from The Witcher. Sometimes our deepest hate is for the things we cannot change about ourselves. Yeah. It's true. We're often yeah. projecting. And I it's it's really again, this year has taught me that. Like the things I would 
complain about another. That's why I stopped you at one point when I was like, don't talk about other people's yeah. reverence in church because yeah. that's not it's not about you or me or anything. That's their that's their thing. Whatever yeah. their heart is, that's their heart. Um and it's taken me 35 years to it's fine to truly understand that. It's fine. It's not it's life is meant to be experienced. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> not logic. Yeah. Not logic out you goddamn Virgo. Um so I think that's pretty much all we wanted to cover um there are a few quotes uh from witcher season two like the witcher is another some beautiful (laughs) one-liners yeah the witcher is another fantastic book series with amazing quotes and it's very similar in that they're using a fantasy world to tell very like socially conscious um things yeah i can't word word correctly right now (laughs) but season two had some fantastic quotes um so one of them for me that i actually wrote down was monsters are more than just horrid looks and claws and teeth monsters are born of deeds done unforgivable ones and that comes from nivelin who yes (laughs) raped a she raided a temple and then raped a priestess and so he was cursed because he raped that priestess that priestess cursed him and this is I've read the books. I love the books. A lot of book purists were pissed because that part of it wasn't in the books. The rape. They were upset that they made him darker. But I'm like, that's literally what the series is about. The series is about you have literal monsters, but you also have humans. Yeah. The the whole point of the books is the humans are the real freaking monsters. Like the monsters in the books are, and the shows are, they do what they do mostly to survive. I mean, Kikimori eat to 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 live for like yeah like they yeah. don't just go around eating humans because humans are gross. I mean it's fair, but <laughs> well, what's what's scarier, a human that looks terrifying and commits murder, or somebody you know, yeah, who commits this evil deed? Yeah, that's the more terrifying thing, and that's what, what, that? what the Witcher is all about. The murderer. What was his name? Why can't I remember his N- name? Nivellin? No, no, no. It's in real life. The one who Nitty? no one thought it was him because Ted Bundy. Yes. Is one of them. Yeah. Where he killed a bunch of girls and he got caught because he killed the the um, girls in the dormitory. Ted Bundy? That's him, right? Yeah. It's, well, yeah. that was the whole thing. Like, people were like, there's no way he could do it. Why? Because he doesn't look like a murderer. What the fuck does but a murderer were, look like? People were so upset when Zac Efron was casted as casted. Ted. <laughs> as cast cast as ted bundy but it's like they're like literally it because he's he's just too hot and i'm like that's why people couldn't fathom ted bundy being a killer that's why he was the boy next door it's it's easy to hate somebody who supposedly quote unquote looks ugly but beware of anyone yeah so yeah um and then another another quote i loved was from Geralt, and he said love and blood they both possess a mighty power Yes. Blood magic and love magic. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then, um, well, I love the, the quote from the first Witcher. Was it from the first Witcher or from the books? Love, for all it, for all it heals, love casts long shadows or something like that. I think that's from the books. Yeah. The books a have a lot of fantastic quotes. And then it's here for the quotes. Hi, bud. <laughs> um, there's another thing I loved about the show this season specifically was, um, and they lucked out, not, not that they lucked out, but, 
we never got to see Henry Cavill and Freya like really act together. In yeah, season no, one. they met up at the end of season yes. one. It was, and it turns out they have fantastic chemistry. They have amazing, and, chemistry. and they are the Geralt and Siri. It makes me so yes. happy. And and she did. A, she, this was her season. She did she phenomenal. Got to yeah, she was an amazing actress. Act her chops out. Act her chops out. <laughs> but I personally loved how. And it's 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 a progressive thing. This is a progressive form of parenting. How yeah. validating he was to her. Yeah, yeah. And at one point, she talks about being afraid, and he says she's upset because she's afraid. Because again, you can't. Fear. She's scared of her own yeah. powers. Yeah. And he says she's she's basically like, "What do I do? What am I supposed to do with this?" And he says, "You face it. Facing your fear is not easy, but I'm here for you." Yeah. And it's like I'm not gonna fight your fight for you. Yeah. I'm not going to tell you it's going to be easy. Yeah. I'm, gonna I'm not going to tell you not to be afraid. I'm going to be honest, yeah. but either way, you're not doing this alone. Yeah. And I thought that was beautiful. Yeah. And then um, there was one more that I really well, liked. Well, Geralt says, um, he's talking about the witchers and, and why they kill and why they do what they do. And uh, Siri wanted to kill every, like, you know, the, the black, the black knight because of what he did yes. to her. And he's like, yeah. we don't kill out of fear we kill to save lives yes that is what witchers do what is yeah. that outside There's something outside that's freaking thin out yeah kitty oh fireworks here we are mm-hmm. well and it begins <laughs> <laughs> you wanted to end this on a really good quote god i know i'm trying to find it it's 21 <laughs> you guys we both looked up quotes for the witcher and oh, here we go they are, we are both on the same so i think um if you know do whatever you're gonna do in the new year if you have something you want to improve a resolution whatever you want to call it fantastic um if not like i i personally so like before this. you say this quote i didn't want to do resolutions but i think i'm gonna do i want to start painting again okay i think i'm gonna do that Good for you yeah my yeah. resolution so for me personally this past year has been a year of learning how to let go and i don't mean that in a like forgive the past sense i mean yeah. that in a sense of expectations yeah and I really feel like I've come full circle yeah but in there's this balance you have to find between letting go but also your wants are so important yeah and if you can stand stand strong in yourself yeah and desire a thing go for the thing yeah but go for it understanding if you don't get it it's okay yeah that's that's what I'm taking but the the fact that you tried yes yeah not that's for 2022, for me, it's going to be like, don't be afraid to try. Yeah, I like that's, that. It's very simple. That's why I don't paint right now. is because I'm so terrified to fuck it up. Just, oh my God, finish him in the face with tail. <laughs> that, God, I can't remember where I saw it, but it was basically like, nobody who ever succeeded in life didn't fail. Yeah. Failure is part of yeah. success. Well, that's the whole thing with, that's why I don't, you know, lose my mind when I get denied yeah. when I'm turning in my book for yeah. publication. Uh, J.K. Rowling was denied... Seven times, oh. and then there's another big writer. All you need is that one publisher denied. who's really into your work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's the whole thing. Is like you're 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 gonna get denied seven times, and on the eighth time. <laughs> so we'll, we'll leave you with a really beautiful quote. Yeah, from The Witcher as the fireworks as the fireworks go off in the background. <laughs> so basically, Geralt says, "You can't run from the world. You can't hide from it." But you can find power and purpose, a chance to survive the horror. So, Amen. Because this world is horror. <laughs> well, we, and we don't know what 2022 has in store for us. All we yeah. can do is 
face it as best yeah. as we can together. I told you in the store, I don't think it's a year thing anymore. I think it's a thing thing now. <laughs> uh, I think I, I think it's a norm now. <laughs> I think everybody's kind of understanding that. Yeah. Now. So at yeah. least at least for the unforeseeable future, we're we're stuck here. So um, we'll change uh, your mindset as far as like you know like this thing is happening to me. Like it's happening it, to everybody. It's happening to everyone. But you can you can think of it as happening to you, or you can think of your your experiencing it. Like, yeah, and just remember, you're not alone. Be how you react. Be kind yeah. to other people. You don't yeah, know don't their situations, and um, just know we're all experiencing it together. Life is precious. I know yeah. a lot of people have lost a lot of loved mm-hmm. ones this year. Yeah. So don't you know? It's cliche, but don't take anything for granted. Yeah. Life is it's cliche, but there's a reason it's still around. Yeah. <laughs> so we hope you have a wonderful new year. We hope you've enjoyed and, this um, therapy treehouse yeah. episode. <laughs> we hope you enjoy this. We'll have more um fun random episodes for you in the future, but also some not so random, but like, dude, the Renaissance is crazy, and I'm so yes, excited. It is. I'm excited because yeah. I only know Catholic oh damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, it's Catherine Medici. Fuck off. <laughs> You guys, she gave it away once before, but we're gonna edit it out. <laughs> uh, um, <coughs> yeah, come back. We're gonna we're gonna start off the 16th century with Catherine. We're reeling you in, Catherine de Medici. Catherine um, de Medici, who starts off. Jasmine as, is screaming. She is going to start off as a damsel. Hell yeah! And she is Wait, going. It's been a while since we've had a damsel. It, she will start as a damsel, and she will end as a like, ma'am. Ma'am, you need <laughs> to calm. What Sam. are you doing? Oh my god. <laughs> Um, but yeah, very, very complex woman that did not have an easy lot in life dealt to her. And she was very deliberate she in how she let navigated. She things happen to her. She started taking charge of her own life. Yes. And so, others. Oh God. <laughs> so maybe take a little bit from Catherine Medici. <laughs> we'll see. Well, by the end of it, it'll be very interesting to see how we view her. But yeah. So yeah if happy you guys, year. happy new year. If you guys have book series or books that you love yes, please. please recommend them we will start a book a book, book club. club let's do a, a book damsel's club. book club like, yes fuck, we will do it <laughs> except i suck at reading on a time frame like i i can't do it <laughs> and um as always please rate review and subscribe it helps get our podcast out there yes indeed we're at difficult damsels on facebook and instagram and then we're at difficult.damsels at gmail.com Thanks for i almost that forgot for it i was like shit <laughs> like, i haven't said it i was like years. oh god it's happening it's not <laughs> oh no <laughs> um and as always like go make your stamp on the world go and forth and stay difficult stay difficult <laughs>